Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Alex. Whoa! Stop the press! So, just to let everybody know what's going on, um, last weekend was Jake's bachelor party, and we were going to, I thought we were going to come in here and tell you guys all about it. There are some pretty interesting, <laughs> I will say, stories about how it went and what happened, and what we were going to, I was going to share pictures and all this, but then Jake went to an impromptu trip to Washington, D.C., um, which is awesome and good for him because he, I'm sure he's nerding out, um. I've been watching the pictures, and he's, like, reading every plaque and panel like a true historian, making us proud. With that said, we had been planning to have you on Mm -hmm. for a long time. And so I just said, you know what? Screw it. Like, let's just do me and you. And so I invited Alex on. We have kind of a, I think, I think an interesting, this is a good mix of say what you mean, um, but also, I don't know. You're, you're, you're Jake tonight, and we're c- recording super late. It's 10.30 on Wednesday. Usually, Jake and I record at 9.30 a.m. on Thursday. So, if Alex yawns, I'll call her out, <laughs> and like I do, Jake, and we'll get through this. Uh, but first and foremost, we'll start with, what up? Well. <laughs> what have you been doing? Let the audience know. Uh, how, were you, how old were you last time you came? 13. I think it was 13, yeah. Oh, yes. I think I said the future was 13 is Mm -hmm. what I call the episode. Well, I'm 14 now. Whoa, dude. (laughs) A whole year older. Actually, probably like six months, but. Yeah. Um, I got my black belt since then. Oh, whoa. In what? Uh, What was it it in? Oh, Taekwondo. Oh, okay. (laughs) Do they have black belts for other things like spelling? Mm, Probably. (laughs) Wouldn't wouldn't put it past people. Um. I'm trying out discus. Turn that mic towards your lip mouth a little bit. Oh. Tilt it, tilt it, tilt it. There you go. All right. You're trying out discus. What do you mean? Um, For track next year. Okay. Um, I'm going into high school. Pretty psyched about that. You are psyched? Yes. Tell me about that. Why are you psyched? Well, I'm like, I know I like, I'm excited now, but like in like three weeks, I'm going to be like, I want summer back. Yeah. Well, do you think maybe you're excited because you're going in person, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe is that why? I think so. After like a year and a half of a like being half. online. Um, so middle school, it was seventh and eighth, right? Mm-hmm. So up here in Vancouver, it's sixth, seventh, eighth. But when I was a kid in Portland. Oh, wait, no, it is sixth, seventh, eighth. It is sixth, seventh, yeah. and eighth in your middle school. Mm-hmm. Weird. When it was just, when I was at Alasat, I was seventh and eighth. So it was just two quick years of like, here's kind of what high school is going to be like. <laughs> And then you get to high school and like first day you're watching someone get punched in the face and you're like, oh shit, that is nothing like middle school. Um, but I'm glad that you're excited. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna let you continue, but I just wanted to point out and say that you're like one of the smartest people in the family easily. You've got like, you got, what do you got, like a 4.5 or something? I, I don't even you're know. You're doing extra credit for fun because you're bored. So, so you're excited to go because... For who knows, but one reason is you think is maybe in person. I don't mm-hmm. know. To see my friends and hang out with them. Uh-huh. But also, I'm pretty excited for my electives. Okay, what are you taking? I'm doing ceramics, mm-hmm. aquatic fitness. Oh, snap. Choir. Okay, what up? And then maybe recreational lifetime something. It's basically PE, but off campus. 
Oh, I took that. Yeah. I took that. So Mom. they like take you bowling and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mom told me all about it. I tried to sing my friend on one time to the bus to go bowling and they're like, you're not in this class. And so they made him get off. And But we tried. <laughs> We're always trying to get away with things in high school. Um, okay. Do you know teachers or you just know classes? Um, just classes right now. Okay. Things that my teachers want me to go in because mm-hmm. I can see the history. And basically right now. For many of the core classes, I'm going into advanced classes. Ooh, humble brand. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm not really scared, except for like my math class. Yeah. I think that's my most scared. But dude, I think if if you play it right, you can just hammer it out and get it done. Yeah. And I only have to do two years. Are you serious? Yeah. What about, but you can take college mm-hmm. math? Yes. Can you take college credits? I like, will it go toward the college so. I don't know if they have those mm. classes anymore. See, that's the kind of stuff you have to look into. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they had that crap because I made it to junior year and that I was it. I think mom took some type of college credit class mm-hmm. but had to drop it for some reason. I forget why. Because she was, like, barely scraping by in English. <laughs> Calling around. Um, no, because, like like I said, I, did, I made it to junior year, so I didn't know that they had stuff like that. But um, everyone up here does running start where it's, like, and once you get to your senior year, you're kind of done. You just start. You just go to Clark and you start taking classes at Clark College and starting your your college degree, which is awesome. But I don't know if they have anything like that over there. Well, there is this one like class type thing mm-hmm. that my mom is going to sign me up for, which I'm pretty psyched about. Um, it's kind of like a get ready for college. It'll make sure I'm doing everything I need to do to mm-hmm. apply and to get scholarships and Hell things like yeah. that. I mean, dude, you're, you, there's no way you don't, you got to get all the scholarships. Um, I mean, unless you fuck it up in four years, <laughs> you got four years to screw it up. Um, with that, that's uh, the one thing I want to ask you, like, what do you, what do you think about college? Like, what do you think? Like, is that, so another reason I want you to, I was telling somebody at the show is like, you're a young woman. And I think that that's important to have on this voice on the show because usually it's just me and Jake like, mm-hmm. dar, dar, I got guns, I like blazers, you know, and it's just like and then when when there are women issues or there are women topics like we don't really feel like it's our place to talk about it. But also, I think that it's important that you're a young voice to mm-hmm. come in here and talk. So um, I think that'll play into what we get into a little Different later. Different worldview. Uh, yeah, and there was something we were talking about earlier I might call you out on later, but we'll, we'll see. Um, but so what about college? Like, what do you think? Like, cause college was never an option for me. Even after I dropped out, I was like, there's no way like I'm, I dropped out of school. I can't go to college until Jen was like, dude, you can go to college. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, do you have your GED? Yeah. Okay. You can go to college. I just had to test for it. Right. Mm-hmm. But you have the opportunity just because you're crushing it to like go in and get and go in ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. Start off like ahead of everybody. With that said, are you thinking like you're going to stay local? Do you want to move? Do you want to study abroad? Like what are things that you just kind of like, oh, that might be cool or hell no. Well, I think there are certain places I won't move to college, mm-hmm. like places with extreme weather. That's something I'm not really What's into. Extreme? Well, like super hot in summers Uh and like snow every single day in winter okay that's i don't think that i'm into that i'm more like the subtle so you're going to like oregon state or university of oregon (laughs) right yeah but i don't i feel like there are some places i won't move to to go to college but i feel like college is an experience for sure and i think making most of 
that experience yeah. is something I would like to do. Yeah. But like if egg I stands and beer pong, all of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think also like if I don't get scholarships or can't go mm-hmm. to college, I'm perfectly fine with going to community college. Oh yeah. Yeah. What dude? Like a scrub. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Um, but that's not to say that I don't like, and you, like you said, you're perfectly fine going to community college, but I also think that, there's great opportunities staying local. Like mm-hmm. you can have a college experience. It was hard for me to like really get into that college experience, except for I was vice president of the history club. But uh, you know, it's but that that took effort, right? That took me going out of my way to say, all right, let's let's get involved here. And I waited till my senior year to do it. So mm-hmm. I mean, I was working full time and all that stuff. But actually, I was working part time. Um, but I think I think you're right. Like if you can just like not have to work and just focus on school only work on the summers like because of scholarships or whatever i think that i think you'd enjoy college going to games like uh you know whatever well i feel like if i'm gonna give be given a scholarship like full ride or Mm -hmm. like even most of it there's no way i'm gonna turn that down well oh okay i mean but it's also not given that's true it's earned yes right Mm -hmm. right so okay okay that's cool. Uh, what were you saying? I have no idea what I'm going to study, but. <laughs> no, no clue. No clue. Okay. I mean, dude, I'm 34 and I don't have any idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I'm getting my master's in communications and like, you know, d- doing this show. Mm-hmm. I guess that's all I'm doing. <laughs> like, but it, it, there's no rush. You know what I mean? There's so much time and like, dude, there's so many people that I went to high school with who like went straight to college and then do nothing with their degrees and they're Mm -hmm. all in like MLM, like trying to like sell pyramid schemes and stuff like, so it's, it's, it is, you get out of it what you, what you make of it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So if you put a lot of work in and you invest in the school and you invest in, in, in the right groups or people, that investment, you're going to see a return on that investment and you're going to see yourself become better, smarter Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Okay, okay, dude, big college girl. Uh, so tell me about discus, dude, because I, I think I have to give a shout out to your uncle um, because he's constantly telling you that you have to play sports so you can earn all the millions, and then and then you choose discus, I guess. So you're gonna be an Olympian and make nothing, as we've seen. Yep. Um, but we'll get to that. Uh, but why discus? Why do you want to throw? I hate running. Oh, you hate it. I hate running. So the other day when we went to Powell's Books, I'm like, hey, run and see if that door's unlocked. You're like, <laughs> you're pissed. Yeah. Where are you? <laughs> Why do you hate running? I I don't know. I just, I've never liked Dude, it. Dude, you were going to try lacrosse. That's straight up all running. Yeah, but I don't know. Hmm. I just, I feel like running, like with that, you're like, your mind is on something else. It's on the ball or whatever like that. Okay. But with track, it's just like run as fast as you can. Yeah. For sure. Well, you, so you want to do track, but you just don't want to run. Yes. What if you played like soccer or I'm not saying that you could play, but what about mm-hmm. what if you're playing soccer and you're interested in something like that? Like if you like, I'm like, hey, me and a bunch of friends are going to play soccer. Would you be down? Yeah, because probably. It's Especially game. because it's less competitive. <laughs> you know, who you're talking to. It's not less competitive. Not with me. Well, I'll talk yeah. crap all day to you if you're not on my team. If you're on my team, then I'll be nice to you. Um, well, you know. I don't know. Uh, lovely. She, um, she, you know, she doesn't like to hike, but Mm -hmm. 
But when we play disc golf, she loves it. Like when we, we, the three of us went and played, and she's just like, "Dude, I like this because it's hiking, but we're also we're playing a game." So it's kind of like the same same mindset. You're not thinking about the hike, right? You know, you're not thinking about the running. You're thinking about the catching game. the ball or throwing and it. Throwing the disc. Okay. So you went and threw with. Uncle Andrew, mm-hmm. who threw in high school. Your mom, I think, threw in high school. Shot put? Uh, yeah. And disc? Did mom throw? Yeah, I think she threw okay. disc. Um, so you went through with Uncle Andrew. Mm-hmm. How did that go? I think I did pretty good for my first time. Well, I know you did pretty good because you told me. Oh. Yeah, he's like, dude, she did awesome her first time. So then when you say that, that you're you're also confident in your own ability, right? Yeah. Um, and that was just, it wasn't even the full movement. It was just basically like the end movement. It wasn't the spinning up, the winding mm. up. So I think for that, it was mm-hmm. it was pretty good. That's awesome. Are you planning to do it again? Like yeah, we were going to do it Tuesday. I mean, last week, but he overslept. Mm-hmm. Then Tuesday, but then, you know, things got caught up and things like that. For sure. So. Well, and that's another thing I need to commend you on is you're, you're not only you're the smartest kid in the family, including me, like you've replaced me, but you just, your investment in family is something that I value and I appreciate. I don't know where it comes from, probably me, but um, no, but you, you and your mom are always with me. Lovely and Jen, right? And mm-hmm. so, and but then on the flip side, you're always with every other members of the family. You're always watching your cousins who are much younger than you, and you're always like hanging out with them. And um, uh, your cousin Bubba, you guys are like bros, and you love him and adore him, and he loves and adores you. Um, so I don't know. I think it's super cool that you do that, and that you spend time with the girls, and you help Uncle Andrew out when he needs it. Um, Okay, so you're living the dream right now, mm-hmm. crushing it, about to pop off in high school. <laughs> what are you wearing your first day? First day. I don't know. I'm thinking right now, maybe some jeans to start off with. Okay. I'm thinking nothing. Like later, halfway through the day, you're going to change? No. Oh, you just said to start off with. Like, well, like the, you I'm going to start the morning with some jeans, and then later I might put some shorts on. I don't know. Um, and probably some like... Some like subtle shirt and then like a... What's subtle? I don't know, like a... Nothing too loud? Yeah. Like, you bitches conspiring against me? <laughs> um, You know, more something more neutral and then put like some type of one of my flannels or overshirts kind okay, of on it. Okay, okay. So it's like flashy, but not too... Okay, you feel good. Yes. What if people are judging the shit out of you? I don't care. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> care on him. Uh, okay, so we got three things that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, at least two for sure. Um, so one thing that I have no idea about is your interest in music. And a lot of the time, Jake and I talk about music, and I think that our audience likes when we discuss music. Um, so I had you pick three songs that you're currently listening to and into, and then you sent them to me, and then I sent them to you. Um, so I'm going to start with the first one by, for, uh, wait, is homegirl listening on, uh, oh no, she isn't. Okay. So uh, let's see if I can get this going here. Oh, she is listening on there. Dang it. Hold on. Okay. I had to modify that a little bit, but here we go. So your first little Jamie jam is I used to hear a simple song called 
I Hear a Symphony by Cody Fry. Mm-hmm. And those listening can hear it in the background. Let's listen for a little bit. I hear it when I look at you. Okay, so where? Why do you like this song? Is my first question. I love the background. The, I love the, the music. Yes, the music, the orchestra. I love it. The piano. Mm-hmm. Okay, where did you first hear this song? I think it it was like on the background of some type of video I watched, mm-hmm. and you know TikTok on the no, TikTok. I think it was like YouTube or like an Instagram video or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know there's like a. I went to the comments and somebody said, oh, this is the song. So I went and listened to it and I loved it. So <laughs> uh, I listen to it now. Do you have Tic Tac? No. Why not? Just, I don't think I would use it that much. Okay. You're not going to be like, bougie, nasty or whatever they say. Right? You're right. Um, why do you think you're listening to it like so much lately? Like as uh, like it's your top three right now. Why? Um... I don't know. I guess it's just better than some of the other music I've been listening to. It's something fresh, I guess. Okay, okay. How long ago did you define this one? Mm, maybe a month or two. Okay. This is uh, <laughs> this is totally Jake's speed. Really? The, oh, Jake, this is like, I don't know if he'd be into it, but he's he listens to this guy, and I always bust his chops for it. But super emo sounding stuff like this, but... This almost is. It sounds romantic. The mm-hmm. song, right? And it, it seems like something you'd see on like I don't know, almost like a Disney movie or yeah. like a a song to a Disney movie. Um, but I like it, and I think that I love that you didn't pick something like I don't know. Is this popular? I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that popular. Okay, because I've never heard that before, and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm into it and I like it. Um, but I think I also like it for the same reasons you do. It's not just like. It's like actual music. Mm-hmm. And it's. It's good vocals. Very it's good vocals. Um, but it, it, I don't know. It's just it's a well-written song. Good choice. That was. Uh, what was that called again? I Hear a Symphony by Cody Fry. Mm-hmm. Change your name, bro. Come up with a stage name or something, dog. <laughs> Okay, speaking of Disney songs, um, I mean, everybody knows this song, right? Yeah. There's a calm surrender to the rush of day When the heat of a rolling way can be turned away An enchanted moment and it sees me through and it 
it's enough for this restless warrior just to be with you. Okay. Disney. Mm-hmm. Fire. I'm obsessed with Disney. You know this. But why do you like this song? I, I not that. Not who sings it. Why do you like the song? The song? Mm-hmm. I think I only like this song because, again, okay, so I like Pentatonks a lot mm-hmm. because I like it's a lot of things going around just to make it sound good. A lot of parts to make a whole. Okay. Right? Okay. And I think I like this song particularly out of a lot of them is because it's, I don't know, it's it reminds me of the movie, first of all. Wait, the original? What? The original Lion King? Yeah. Okay. And I don't know, it just has this like flow You know what's in the it. original. Yes. Okay, okay. But like, it just gives me vibes of that. What'd you say? Vibes. Are you high right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. That was the first thing that came to my just, mind. It's good. I like it. It just gives me vibes of that, bro. <laughs> I'm feeling it. It's just, just feel- like this flowy song right it's, I like it. it's like a modern rendition with a little bit of you know the beatboxing gives mm-hmm. it that it gives it that uh i guess you would say vibe right mm-hmm. like you did say i think that's an accurate word the original was by elton john uh who's a legend right i love that one too do but, you mm-hmm. but this one is like that beat it just keeps the song flowing and you can mm-hmm. like bob your head to it but also um acapella groups as two choir singers, you have to appreciate what everyone is doing in this group. Yes. Um, what do you think of the new guy? Um, I actually like him. Yeah. I've listened to a couple of songs recently, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I like him. I mean, he does a good job. Yeah. Um, I, I like the original guy. I don't even know his name. Yeah. But I think that I didn't even know that at the beginning of the song, he was the second voice there. I didn't know that that was him. So... That was cool. Well, that's because uh, he's the like the bass, right? Right. And his, basically, bass. his entire job in the songs are just keep it on course. Or just to go dum dum yeah. dum in the background. That's what all my music told teachers have told me. Like the lower parts are to keep the music flowing, kind right. of. Right. They're the rhythm almost, mm-hmm. especially if there's no instruments or music. Um, okay. Okay. Do you like The Lion King? I love The Lion King. You love it? I love it. Is it your favorite Disney? No. What's your favorite? Tangled. Oh, Tangled is amazing. But that's it's pretty close recently to Coco. Oh, you've been watching a lot of Coco. I love Coco as well. I think I've seen Coco once. I watch it I watch it so many times. Braxton loves that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one I need to sit down and watch again. Um, it's so good. Great pick. Great pick. I mean, they do Queen, uh, Pentatonics. Oh, they do, I love so many of they their do songs. Elvis. Their Christmas music's amazing. I bought their Christmas album on vinyl for the record player. Like, I love Pentatonics and, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> dude, if they did all the Disney songs, I'd probably oh, die. It, it'd be so good. What's your favorite Disney song of all time? Disney song. I know mm. mine a hundred percent. I'm trying to think. I, I, this song, I'll tell mine. Mine, I every time I hear it, I always get offended by Jim because I get choked up by mm-hmm. it. Like it's just like it's the lyrics more specifically than melody, but the melody is amazing. It's um, "Colors of the Wind" 
from Pocahontas. Oh, I love that song. I think that's probably my favorite Dude, as well. Have you heard what's her name sing it? Um, mm. Oh, she's got the curly hair. Jen's if she's listening right. Oh, there she is. Tori Kelly. Um. Dude. It doesn't ring a bell. Oh my god, Tori Kelly. I'm gonna. I might just play it, dude. Um, because her, she's an insane, incredible singer. But her singing "Colors of the Wind" makes me freaking like, dude. I'm gonna cry for sure. Like, what the hell? That's one you have to listen to mm-hmm. all the way through. She crushes it. It's, she's doing great already. Dude, she's amazing. That's she's crazy. saying Rainbow Connection with Kermit the Frog. It's so good. <laughs> Rainbow Connection is amazing, too. Um, Tori Kelly, she she sings that song. And it's... I, I was watching Pocahontas recently. I hadn't seen it in years. Decades, probably. And I was like, I'm just going to put it on. And I watched it. It is effed up. <laughs> It's so messed up, dude. The way that they talk people. I mean, all the historical inaccuracies we can all pick apart and, and whatever. But, I mean, just like you were watching a cartoon or a depiction of, of how people were treated. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. And I just hope that, like, I don't know. I, there's got to be some influence on me as a kid when I'm seeing that stuff, right? And even this song, when it's talking about going around as as colonizers, if you will, and saying, like, I'm claiming all of this. This is all mine. And Pocahontas in the song is like, no. Like, everything has a name, has a spirit. Like, it's, we know these things as, like, Jake. I was, I don't know if you've been listening lately, but Mount Hood was originally by Native um, groups called Y-East. So I'm always referring to Mount Hood now as Y-East, and he gets so annoyed at me. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just identifying and respecting that that First Nations, um, I guess, names and places and, and how they had identified it first opposed to, I mean, there's really, I, 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 people could make the argument that there's no difference, right, of, of somebody saying, hey, that's called Mount Hood or saying, hey, that's called Y East. But I do think there is a difference. I think so as well. So I don't know. That's just my own little uh, diatribe, if you will. So this is your third song. Yeah, it takes a turn. So th- yeah, oh, it gets dark, dude. Mm-hmm. It gets dark. I'm like, you're staying the night tonight, and I'm gonna lock my door. So, um, <laughs> so the the lyrics here. Um, let's listen a little bit. The button has been pressed We're gonna nuke each other up, boys To old Satan sends and press And here it is Our final night alive As the earth burns to
Okay, so why do you like this song? Well, first of all, I love like dystopian things, and right. also like end of the world type of songs. Yeah, they're all normally they're pretty cool, right? Okay, you know these people were envisioning the end of the world right. and singing about that is kind of cool, and especially in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I love the song. It's a cover, actually. I was thinking so. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who sings the original? Uh, I don't. Okay. But I love her voice. It okay. is so good. Also, the music is great. Like, it comes in at the right time. And right. And it just makes your head, like, feel nice. Okay. I, I don't know how to explain it. but You're like, vibing? Yep. <laughs> You're vibing, dog? Okay. Um, so, I mean, the lyrics are talking about spending last moments with mm-hmm. someone as the world ends. Nuclear warfare, obviously. Um, what's terrifying, and 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 you're talking about dystopian worlds, right? But but it's not that far fetched, yes. right? So I don't know how much research you've done into the atom bombs that were dropped in Japan by the United States, but I think you should. There's documentaries out there, and I think you should watch because this this notion of a dystopian world is usually far removed from. A nuclear fallout, right? Or, or removed from a society that has collapsed. And now the be- it's you're watching the beginnings or reading a book about the beginnings of a of a new society, right? But when you when you research and you watch actual history that this could be founded on, and the atrocity of of nuking people, um, like that that is the beginning of a of a of a um dystopian world yeah yeah you know what i mean and like that's dark and heavy that i'm getting into that but it's true you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. but then there's also other dystopian possibilities or causes i mean look at coronavirus right now Mm -hmm. and we're seeing the virus evolve into different variants and the whether it's the media whether it's um uh, people in elected positions telling people not to do things you have a, a population of the of the world who are just like, which this is now. Now that I'm thinking about it, this is effed up. But there's there. What privilege is it for you to say that I don't? I'm not going to get vi- vaccinated and I'm not going to wear a mask. Where there's countries who would who are dying, filled with people dying who 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 would take that vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, actually, I wrote a poem on like you it, wrote a poem. Yeah, it was okay. for school. I think it was a couple months ago. It was about the girl, the poem writer who spoke at the mm-hmm. um, I forgot what it's inauguration. called. Yes, inauguration. Mm-hmm. And we had to write like a little response to that mm-hmm. in our own poem form. And I think I can't remember exactly, but like a line was it? A line that I wrote was, People refuse to wear masks because they say it takes away their freedom, their freedom to, I can't exactly remember, mm-hmm. but it was like, you're, you're saying it takes away your freedom, your freedom to do harm to others. Mm, okay. Bas- it's basically on the lines of that, mm-hmm. like saying, oh, it's my freedom. I don't have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. It's my freedom to inflict pain on others mm-hmm. because I don't want to. Right, right, right. They're choosing. They're choosing. They're free. They're choosing freedom, but they're also choosing to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Right. That's obviously a clear choice. And, you know, people are saying, and I was thinking about this and I posted about this earlier on Facebook. 
But like, I'm not wearing a mask. I am wearing a mask to protect my family, right? And and those that I'm around. But we're all vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see people I know who are struggling to come to reality of the vaccination and and the and the need for it, right? But I also don't want to see those people die. You know what I mean? So if they're like, hey, man, it's probably better for you to wear a mask. We all masked up. All of us. You, your mom, lovely Jen. When we all went out, like, where did we go recently? The store or something last yeah. weekend. No, it was the four of us. Last week we hung out. Oh, yeah. Um, But we're all masked. It's just, is it really that hard? No. And I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of people I know that are just are are not doing well. Um, I know someone personally who's in the hospital who has it and I'm not, I can't remember if they got vaccinated or if they were maybe one shot in, but it's, there was a lot of hesitancy from this individual and it's like, you're in the hospital now, dude. Like what is the cost of your freedom? Mm-hmm. Who is this dude on YouTube telling you not to do it? Mm-hmm. What's his doctorate in? How many years did he dedicate to virology? You know what I mean? Yep. I don't know. We're getting deep, bro. We're vibing yeah. right now, bro. <laughs> All right. I'm going to rush through my songs really Wait, quick. Wait. Hold on. I want to do one more thing about my song. I Kay. think oh, yeah, yeah. something that makes listening to music, I don't know if it's everybody, but for me, mm-hmm. I can just sit and listen to music because like when I'm thinking of music, I'm go- it's going on in my head. Mm-hmm. I can see like a picture, like a video mm-hmm. just being created in my mind that's like mm-hmm. the music is a background too. Okay. And so I think it's just... I think especially with that song, this just picture of just like the end of the world while listening to the yes, song makes yes. it so much better, I guess. I think there's a band that you would like, um, Angels and Airwaves. I don't I know. Okay, them. so it's off of my, my first choice of Blink-182. Their guitar player started Angels and Airwaves, and he's obsessed with like uh, aliens. He's obsessed with aliens and, and researching aliens, but also dystopian um end of the world type lyrics and songwriting and to the point where now he started his own multimedia question uh company and creating music videos and and document uh, not documentaries but movies right and so i don't know i think that i don't know are you an artist like illustrator uh i'm not really good at it i, I think i'm better at painting okay but see i think that if you found a way to express what you're seeing mm-hmm in some form to a, a song, I think that would be interesting. Like, obviously, like you're not going to make create an animation mm-hmm. unless you learn how to do animation, right? But that doesn't mean that you couldn't learn how to do like visual effects and acting and create a video. Mm-hmm. Like, those are all things that I love doing. You know what I mean? So it's like making your own little music video. In interpre- your head. It's an interpretation of it too, though, right? Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? Just sitting there on your bed, just zoning out? Yes, thinking? that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. I think you were born in the wrong era, man. <laughs> you should have been more in like the 60s and stuff, man. You should go back and listen to some of that music, right? About about war and protests and mm-hmm. like vibe out on that, dude. <laughs> I, I don't do that enough and I value that. That is the wonder that you bring as a kid, right? It's like you can sit there and you can just imagine things and just say, whoa, dude, like you know, okay, if this song is about the end of the world, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And then these these images or visions pass through your, your head and between your two little ears, and you're just like, whoa, that, that would be cool. Like, that would be a cool visual, visualization of of the song. Mm-hmm. Dude, props. That was dope, dude. I'm feeling that out. 
Okay. Uh, I think I mentioned this song um, the other day on Say What You Mean. You listened to this. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Um, I liked it actually. I liked the the band part. I think it had a little. I think I would have liked it if it was a little bit more of a raw voice, not so much auto tune. Okay. I feel like that would have Wa- made it better. That's blasphemy. Watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. other than that, I really like it. Um, th- these guys are punk punk guys. You know what I mean? And so now they're trying to write pop popular songs. This pop punk, right? But. Um, so for me, the reason I love this song, when I discovered it recently, I talked about it on the most recent, some of the most recent Say What You Mean albums, uh, uh, sorry, albums, uh, episodes, but Jake was like, dude, I'm listening to Blink's newest album and it's, it's, it's actually not bad. And I was like, ah, F that album. I'm like, I'm not going to give it the time of the day because it's not the original guitar player, Tom, who I was telling you about. Um, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And I started listening to it all the way through. And then I heard this song. And I was like, like not not that I was vibing. But in, to use your terms as you kiddos, I'm like, that's a banger, dude. Like, <laughs> the way that just, bah, do, bah, do, bah. and like, but, so you're talking about autotune. But there's a point in this song where um, I think Matt is singing most of the song. Um, but Matt, you can just hear a raw, just guttural like ah and i'm like whoa Mm -hmm. like that that instantly hooked me and then you hear that and then you kind of apply that emotion to the whole song it's like oh it's right here uh i'll play it in a minute um because i think it just it's what got me right here I don't know why that that part where he just it's says nice. that I'm just like, oh, like, stop everything. Did you hear that? And I'm so annoying when I discover like a song that I love because now I'm just like, repeat, 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 repeat. Um, Blink-182 changed my life. I've said this a million times, but I don't know if you know this. Like, this is there. The reason that I was like, I saw I'll show you their music videos sometime, but they're silly and they're funny, but they're they're punk guys and they're singing catchy songs and. I was 12 or 13, and I was like, holy shit. Like, I didn't... I was listening to your Backstreet Boys, like, <laughs> and they're just, boom, snapping their fingers and dancing. There's no guitars. There's no drums. There's nothing. But then I see music videos of Blink-22, and they're playing their instruments. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can do that? <laughs> and I was like, I want to do that. And from that, I think, you know, it started. But I think No Heart to Speak Of, it just has... I like the lyrics. I like the music, even though it's all auto-tune. Um, it's not all, but... I know, I'm just busting your chops. But uh, it's a good song. I like it. Um, next is Paramore Monster. Do you listen to Paramore at all? Um, they are one of like the top two bands that inspire me to write. Like When I hear them, I'm like, oh, 
dude, I want to just sit down at my computer and write and record something. Um, them and the used, and I've said that a billion times, but I love the used. you like the used? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, Paramore does like a lot of six eight time and like I, I don't know the the band the bass drum the bass guitar player the the drummer the guitar player they do such simple kind of comp, almost simple complicated things but they're oh, this is so catchy. Shout out to Jake's fiance Kylie. She loves Paramore. <laughs> uh, what'd you think? Um, I think I like it better listening it to a second time. Okay. I liked it the first time, but I feel like just listening it to a second time makes it better. Why? I don't know. It's like you gotta try things twice. Like yeah. food almost like, like okay, I got a taste for it. Let me listen to it again, see if you're I gonna, if I liked it. Yeah. You're like, because the first time you're judging it, mm-hmm. and the second time you're like, all right, I've already heard it once. Let's, you can enjoy it. Yeah, let's see if I like it. So, I mean, why do I like this song? The, the chorus, mm-hmm. right there. Um, and like I said, this band makes me want to write. So when I hear something catchy like that, I'm like, dude, why the f can't I write like that? <laughs> um, and there's not that I haven't written parts like that, but I can't write a whole song like that. But that's yeah. what a band is, right? Is you guys getting together? Um, why do I think I've been listening to so much re- recently? So I think, um, I don't know. It's, 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 a. there's not a single part of the song that I do not like. I like it all. Um, and there's, there's a lot, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I'm just into pop punk now. And re- recently we were talking about Paramore on See What You Mean. And, um, that one chick who stole the Paramore song. Um, the same melody. I don't know. She's one of your kids' popular, like, I don't know, whatever the heck her name is. She was the one who talked to the White House about getting vaccinated. Olivia Rodrigo? Yeah. She stole an exact, like, Paramore, like, melody. Oh. You haven't heard that? No. <sighs> you gotta listen to our show, dog. You're a hater. Um, but no, it's, a. Uh, I'll show you it after the show, but it's okay. it's pretty similar. Yeah. And people, and like, everyone's like, oh my God, Olivia Rodrigo's like, idiots! Listen to Paramore. Like, they're it's good. Mm-hmm. And they're a full band. I mean, they're drama and broken up now, but um, she, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I'm listening to it recently. Honestly, this came out, this was, I think it was, this was on a, this came out with like Transformers on the Transformers. I think on YouTube it says like 10 years ago. Is it 10 years I ago? I think so. Yeah, 2011. Damn, dog. I'm listening <laughs> to this song 10 years old. Uh, but, I, dude. The last song? When did the last song come out? Oh. Okay, hold on here. Let me look that up. I'm thinking up. maybe 2014, 2015. Okay, for the last song? 2001. 2001? 20 years ago. Wow. Okay, so this is the last song I chose. Oh, well, I guess if you're that age, it makes sense. Who's that age? Well, you said you were listening to this stuff in like middle school. I mean, this song was like oh. freshman year. Okay. This is the greatest and best song in the world. Tribute. Tribute. Long time ago, me and my brother Kyle here. 
was hitchhiking down a long and lonesome road. So, what'd you think? I sent you the music video. Did you watch it? I think the music video makes it better. Okay, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you think of the song? Um, I liked it. Yeah, it, it was, it was, uh, it was a vibe. Okay. Do you know? <laughs> I asked you before, but you know Jack Black. You've seen him yes. in movies. Did you know he could sing? Um, I will. I think he's been in like a few like musical. He was in uh, School of Rock? Yes. Okay. So I knew he could sing, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know he had a band. Yeah. Tenacious D. So the reason I picked this song and the reason I've been into it recently. Hold on. I got to kick this part up right here. Um. I don't know why, but just looking up bands on YouTube and watching live videos of them and Tenacious D, I was like, you know what? Jack Black is a phenomenal singer. Like, let's watch live videos of Tenacious D. And uh, Lollapalooza is this huge festival that's been going on forever. And it was last weekend and Tenacious D played it. And was it Lollapalooza? I think they played it. It was a huge concert recently that I watched them play. Uh, this band called Limp Bizkit. There's no way you know that name. Um, but it was like, it's just kind of like, it's just not great, but it's just different. Mm-hmm. And so I watched their whole entire performance. Um, so I've just been on this kick of watching bands that like, you'll throw on, on, a, on a, I'll throw Tenacious D on and on a road trip and listen to Tenacious D. But to watch them perform it live, I think it's different. So that's why I've been into it recently. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I like it. They sing some very inappropriate songs. No. You're not allowed to listen to them. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know the band existed until you sent me that song. Okay. Here we go. I love this part. And that song is about them running into the devil and being challenged to write the greatest song in the world, mm-hmm. which they claim they have won. Right? Yep. Um, so, okay, we got to conclude that because I want to get into this conversation. But thank you for illuminating me with your. Your tastes, but also why you listen to music. Because I'm very musically driven. Um, But I also kind of listen to the same crap always, you know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes the bands I've been listening to for 15, 20 years, clearly 20 years, I didn't realize, will put out new stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'll listen to their new album. But I'm not listening to new artists. So Mm -hmm. you showing me this stuff, it kind of... What your, what your choices did was remind me what I enjoy about music. The first song, um, I hear a symphony, that sounds like something like a choir would choose to sing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That could be sung by a choir, and I really enjoyed that. Um, even, even, I guess you could say, as the world caves in, but I don't know. Good picks, good choices. I enjoyed well. it. I um, enjoyed your music. Did you? I did. You're lying. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I gave you some homework. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I watched this documentary. Um, I have been talking about this on Say What You Mean as well, but I've been really just into watching documentaries and having, um, I mean, either my ideas reinforced, I guess, or finding out more information on, on things that I didn't know much about. Um, 
But the movie is called LFG, described as a no-holds-barred inside account of U.S. women's nationals t- national team's ongoing fight for equal pay as told by Megan Rapinoe, Jessica McDonald, Becky Son- Sauerbrunn, Kelly O'Hara, Sam Mewis, and others. Uh, it's on um, HBO Max. And uh, yeah, so it came out this year. It's new. It's recent. Uh, what does LFG stand for? I don't know if I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> it stands for let's fucking go. Right. And that's like a pregame rally cry. Right. How much do I hate when people say let's go. <laughs> it, you hate it. <laughs> I hate it. So when they're calling this documentary like LFG, I'm like, Ugh. right. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wow. Um, we're hearing some pops out in the, and it sounds like fireworks or something. Um, also everyone on big brother, you're, uh, do you like big brother? I like big brother. You do? I love big brother. <laughs> I like big brother. You love it or you like it? I love it. I know. <laughs> and that is one thing you and I have always bonded over the strategy, the manipulation, like we're all in, right? Mm-hmm. Judging everybody's game after the episodes we recap, right? What do you think about this move? And then sometimes you blow my mind and you're like, hey, if this happens, that could happen. I'm like, holy crap. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Uh, but everyone, like there's always someone on Big Brother who's like, let's go. Let's go. It's like, so annoying. There's got to be a compil- compilation out there on YouTube of all the let's goes. It's There probably there is. There has to be. But anyway, so that's my rant on let's go. I hate it. Don't say it. Like, uh like oh dude even like when i'm playing basketball with people and they're like let's go i'm like where disneyland because that's all i want to go to um wow i want to know your initial thoughts as a as a female that's what you identify as right Mm -hmm. okay i want to clarify um as a female how what are your thoughts on this documentary i think i think i'm not surprised okay but i'm also surprised at how much less okay how much less money they're making how much less the conditions are like i figured like they're athletes like obviously they gotta make it be making good money mm-hmm. but i didn't realize it was that much less right like i figured it was a pretty good amount of pay gap but mm-hmm. they were being paid a lot more mm-hmm. and i think that was the most surprising like i'm not surprised that they're being paid less that's that's heartbreaking mm-hmm. to hear you say that um I was thinking about saying this. I don't know if I should say it, <laughs> but I have to say it. Um, one thing that you have, thanks to me, I think, is a very dark sense of humor, and we can we can say we could say completely offensive jokes to each other, and we know that we're joking, but we know that like. It's ironic, right? The mm-hmm. joke is, is like it's so completely ridiculous. Like that's why it's funny. Um, and whether and, and and so we always make jokes about like pay gap or how like oh, the men are stronger or like men uh, you know I told you a joke about like lions and comparing lions and mm-hmm. um uh, female lions to like people um in the animal kingdom right so so you and I can make those jokes but I hope you understand that I completely support 
like equal pay and mm-hmm. and women and dude i'm my whole my whole existence is women now mm-hmm. like with you and <laughs> lovely and and jen and uh your mom like i'm always with you guys <laughs> so it's like if i even said anything negative to a meant it about women i'm sure i'd get beat up but <laughs> but it's heartbreaking that you and now I'm a father of a daughter right and mm-hmm. I've always kind of viewed myself almost not really as a father of a daughter because you're not my daughter but I feel like sometimes you and I have a bond that makes us that close mm-hmm. and I'm a, I always got your back I'm always supporting you I'm always rooting for you I'm always checking in on you right I'm always calling you out on shit like hey why you being shitty to grandma um, <laughs> but but in all seriousness like to hear you say it doesn't surprise you that says something about the society we live in. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that says something about the culture we live in? Um, why doesn't it surprise you? Um, I think it doesn't surprise me because the way people think, I guess. Okay. I think it's these people who are enforcing these things, mm-hmm. giving them lesser pay are will always be backed up by those who have never been taught another way. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's like the, you know, people aren't born sexist or racist or homophobic or anything like that. It's, it's learned hate by design. Yes. That's a kill switch song. Really? I'll show you. It's amazing. I, I call it willful hate. Like, okay. Well, I guess not in that situation, but those who choose to hate yeah. for no other reason. Okay. Like the the information is out there. Mm-hmm. But but then there's also it's you know, there is a lot of information out there reinforcing those ideas. Um I'll I maybe I should I'll show you Hate by Design uh, by Killswitch. It's it's a it's a heavier song. They're a metal band, but that is the message of the song. It's like we're born into a society, but we don't know any better. These are all things that are taught. Uh, the fact that there are people who think that they should be paid less. That's that's something that is, that's an idea that has been reinforced, right? Because they do less, but they have more World Cups. Okay, I have some t- statistics here, uh, some numbers from the from the documentary that I want to get to. The U.S. women's team out earned the men, mm-hmm. so they got more money, barely. But only by being insanely better and more successful than the men. How that happens is for each game won, men get bonuses. Men's bonuses are higher than women's. The women's team, they make $17,625. Or sorry, men make $17,625 versus $8,500 for the wins. For qualifying for the World Cup, men... The men's team makes $2.5 million. The women's team makes $750,000. For men, uh, men earned $5.6 million for advancing in the World Cup, and the women get $0 for proceeding. For winning the World Cup, men get $9.3 million, and women get $2.5 million. So with all of those numbers... Clearly, the men have more incentive to do better. But because they don't, the men do not win Mm -hmm. in the United States. In the World Cup, they do not win. In the Olympics, they do not win. But the women's national team, these women who play to represent the United States, are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And they are winning 
gold medals and they are winning World Cups. And they are earning more money than the men only because the men are failing to perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's insane. Another thing brought up, like, uh, I forgot her name, the main girl. Uh, um, Megan Rapino. Yes. You know where she went to college? Uh, where? University of Portland. I yeah. saw they uh, shot some of the mediation, I think, in Portland. Okay, yes, yes. I forgot what it was. Um, but It was the media- uh, mediation? Yeah, I think that's uh, right. Um, also, said, I have the biggest crush in the whole wide world on Megan Rapino's wife. I know. You do know that? Yeah. Who is it? I don't know who it is, but you talk about her a who lot. Who is she? She's a basketball player. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Her name's Sue Bird. She's point guard for uh, uh, Seattle Storm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have a crush on her. I do talk about it all the time. But I have a crush on her the same way that I have a crush on uh, this guy right here. Who's that? Steve Nash? Yeah. So the two players, he's one of my favorite players of all time. Mm-hmm. And I have a crush on Steve Nash because he's... Uh, a phenomenal his passes his shooting i love him in the same way that i love her like they're mm-hmm. both just phenomenal anyways she's married to megan rapino and i love her sue bird <laughs> i want to go watch sue bird play she's like 41 dude and she's in the WNBA still really she's on team usa for the women's like she's That's a sick she's a rock star she's killing it anyway so um so Megan Rapino, tell me about her. What you, so what you were thinking? So a great analogy that she put was that let's say women make a hundred dollars in a year. Mm-hmm. Those women, oh, those good. women had to win nine games to make those a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And let's say then the men make ninety dollars, mm-hmm. and they only had to win three games. Right, exactly. The women are making more, but they have to do double the more than double yeah. the effort. Yeah. More than double the work. Right. So. Uh, what else did you, what, anything else stand out to you from this documentary? Um, actually, one thing, I didn't know this was going on. Any of this? I only heard a little bit about it when the Trump tweets came out. Right. And even then, I was still confused on why he was tweeting yeah. about this. Well, he's, he tweets something about a women's soccer, soccer player. Your initial gut is, this is the dude who grabs women by the pussy like anything any any commentary he might have on a women's national team you're automatically going to write off Mm -hmm. like you're not going to contribute to anything regarding the women's national team positively right It's like uh the simone the simone situation so many people are like bashing her because Mm -hmm. she needed to take a mental health break Mm -hmm. you as the same people who claim that you know these people aren't doing anything mm-hmm. that Olympics, that gymnastics isn't a sport mm-hmm. are now somehow caring because it's a woman who's making a decision. Is that what you think it is? I or think do you think it's a representation of patriotism? It's definitely it's because a woman is making a decision. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Jake and I had this conversation before and one point that we had come to was that it's because it's the U.S. national team. You're saying that it's because she's a woman making her own decision as an athlete to to bow out, not mm-hmm. to bow out, but to 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 concern to focus on herself yes. and her mental health. Why do you think that? That's interesting. I think because it's uh, same back to, same to the reason women are inferior. Well, we'll get there, right? Uh huh. So. 
it's this whole thing that mm-hmm. this woman mm-hmm. is making a big decision mm-hmm. to no longer do this okay. right right and when it is enforced when it is like well not enforced i think like it's put on to her to mm-hmm. do this job and she's saying well no i need time for myself mm-hmm. and it's also it's not only because she's a woman mm-hmm. right it'd be the same thing if they were a man but mm-hmm. it's more ex- different reasons right okay but it's also you know mental health right isn't the same if it's not physical yeah there's no problem right we in can't america see it. exactly mm-hmm. so i think it's not only the mental health stigma mm-hmm. but also you know it's a woman mm-hmm. making a decision okay we don't want that exactly like you can choose what kind of lunch mean i want on my sandwich mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> those are the jokes i'm talking about um yeah i think that you know what i think that you i think you bring up a great point i wouldn't be surprised if there was a large they're no they're never going to admit that right no one's mm-hmm. ever going to admit and say that like i'm pissed that simone biles bowed out because you know she's she's a woman right she's mm-hmm. why y- you can't make those decisions yes right that's as ridiculous as that sounds i don't think that you're wrong and people kind of viewing it through that lens like and i think that the evidence from lf lfg backs that up because what i have here was that um, I want this, so I have a few more bullet points. But one thing that you touched on was that some of these female soccer professionals live paycheck to paycheck. Um, your aunt and I went to a uh, uh, Portland Thorns game. I've been to Timbers and I've been to Thorns, and I'm not even joking. I 100% after the game was like, we should buy season tickets to the Thorns. Like it was awesome, and it was it was quality soccer. It was quality sports. Not that I didn't expect anything less or more than that, but this should be supported. Mm-hmm. Like, this is good game. This is good soccer. And the reason that I appreciate and value women's basketball is because they play fundamental. It's not ISO basketball, uh, just like flashing, just shooting threes from half court. They're playing team ball and fundamentally. They're passing the ball fundamentally. They're playing the game, in my opinion, almost the right way. Um, and I think that we've gotten far removed from that. I'm interested to see if Team USA beat Australia tonight. I don't know about it. But from what I saw, it was ugly. USA was coming back. But they're losing because they're not playing team basketball for mm-hmm. Team USA. In the Thorns, those women are out there and they're battling. But then to know that they have to live paycheck to paycheck, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be supported. I mean, if you love soccer, go to a Thorns game. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something you and I have talked about going to. Um, I think that lovely wants to play soccer. Um, and I think that it would be a great, you know, when you have representation. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. When you see professionals, when you see successful people who look like you, you can identify with them. Um, there's something inside of us that goes, oh, wow. Like, maybe I can do that. Even this is so this is the weirdest nerdiest um analogy but or comparison but uh i don't know i do identify i am a half mexican man right my my dad is mexican and when i see kylan on big brother who's half mexican he's half black and half mexican and when i see that i see somebody who who identifies with that struggle of 
of who he is. Is he more black? Is he more Mexican? Who is he? Which is something that I deal with. People are like, you're not Mexican. You're a sour cream Mexican. And they say all that offensive shit to me. But it's me like struggling with my identity. Am I white? Am I brown? Like, what am I? Right. So when I see Kyland as a representative of somebody who is mixed race with Latino or Latinx on TV playing the game that I love, there's something that triggers that for me. And I, I know that, that psychologically that is what happens th- um, f- th- for all people in representation. Um, and I, I would hope that for Lovely, her seeing these women play the game that she has interest in would, would do something, give that same, um, help her find that same, I don't even know how you describe it. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Mm-hmm. Do you ever see somebody and you're like, oh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to call you out. Remember when you were a kid and I said, hey, you know what? You could be president someday. <laughs> What'd you tell me? Um, I actually forgot. Oh, my God. You said, cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. But now there's a there's a woman that's a vice president. Mm-hmm. Does that do anything for you? I think actually, yeah, I think it I think it makes it better. Look, OK, so. I'm growing up in a world, right, that's a lot of it is just gross, Okay. right? There's a lot of gross people, gross things that are happening. And to see something that is, like, like less gross that's fighting the gross mm-hmm. is great. Right. And it makes me, like, oh, hey, like, you know, the future, my future is going to be brighter. And right. those generations past me are going to be brighter, even brighter than mine because right. we're fighting the fight now. Mm-hmm. And that's what they talk about in that documentary, right? These women are not... The, these women who are fighting for equal pay with t- the U.S. women's team aren't going to see that money, but the future will. Yep. And they talk about how that's why they're fighting for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the U.S. Soc- the U.S. Soccer Federation hired lobbying firms to sway Congress against its own U.S. players. What does lobbying firms mean? <laughs> You're adorable. <laughs> so their whole job is to manipulate and sway their opinion. So they're changing the congressman's notion and idea of the pay. So the, it's basically like, hey, hey, you know, uh, if you do this, uh, I'll do this for you. Like, Oh, uh, kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, shady side deals or or manipulating them to, to say like, hey – they, they they really don't deserve to be paid the same, dude. You know why? What was their reasoning? Because they are physically, I think, inferior. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Federation claimed that skeletal structure, muscle composition, and overall indisputable science backed a decreased capability of athleticism in women, therefore justifying their lower pay. And then... They're not playing against men. Yep. So what does that matter? I'm not saying that that argument is true, but if 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 there if a woman's skeletal structure is the way that it is and they're competing against other women, why does that determine how much money they make? Yep. Right? So back to the Kamala Harris thing, when you're when you know when I hope that when young women see that position being filled by a woman. Now it's a norm, right? The norm isn't a woman can't be vice president. Mm -hmm. That norm is out. It's gone now in the same sense that you're, you're not surprised that they're paid less. Mm -hmm. One day, a little girl 
will say, yeah, I'm not surprised a woman became president. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's what the change is. Um, I don't know. What are your other thoughts? You got anything else? Hmm. I I think it'd be nice to watch the women's U.S. team go mm-hmm. against the men's U.S. team. Okay. I think that'd be a nice. Well, like in the same way of that, even with their small rebellion of flipping their shirts inside out, mm-hmm. you know, it's such a small thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's demonstration. Demonstration. Right. But it means so much. And well, they've yeah. been fighting so much. You've been winning games to be like, hey, we're good. We deserve this. Yes. I think it'd just be like a little extra cherry on top. Mm-hmm. We beat the men. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that. Um, and, uh, and did you have any misconceptions at all about like, say, say somebody came up to you and said, hey, the women are paid less than the men. And you said you're not surprised by that. Do, was there anything that like, you're like, well, yeah, because of this. No. Okay, I did. And I'll admit that. I thought that the men's, uh, the women wouldn't draw the ratings in the in the crowd and the in the and the. Team. Oh, actually, I guess I guess that's true. Yep. Right. So that is, I think that is something that a lot of people think. In the documentary, they show the money, and the money and the views are with the women. Mm-hmm. There are more views. They're bringing more revenue than the men are. Well, they're making it to more World Cups. Exactly. Nobody gives a crap if if you're losing. Mm-hmm. And that's a great point. Exactly. They're moving on to the, the semifinals. They're going on to the finals. Like, the, And they're not getting paid for advancing. But people are watching because they're advancing. Whereas the men, they're not making that revenue because they're not advancing. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have a superior, a superior product, a superior sport being played by the women, but it's not worth it to pay them. Mm-hmm. And they're still fighting. It's insane. It is insane. And they're still crushing it. They are. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on any final thoughts on the documentary? I thought it was very well put together. Okay. I'd like to say that. What do you think of Megan Rapino? I love her. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You like her? I'm in love with her wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, a lot of those women in that documentary and a lot of those women on um, Team USA play for the Thorns. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have no idea. Which is awesome. That is. Um, And that just tells you the like the caliber of of local soccer, like whatever your misconceptions or ideas regarding going to a Thorns game, you're going to watch some of the best players in women's soccer. They're on the the keeper is the woman's uh, is the Thorns keeper. Really? Yeah. Like there are a lot of players that play on Team USA that are on the Thorns. Um, and that's right there. And it's in our backyard. It's in our own yard. Like go watch a Thorns game. Like it's – it's. there's no reason not to. If you love soccer, it, it's a great experience. It's fun. Uh, I recently bought a Thorns shirt. I found one. Bought it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it, I think it's a, it's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, documentary pisses me off, especially not, not especially like, you know, I've always had this idea that like, I see the disparity as a man, like it's unfair. I see it. And it's like, what pisses me off is that it's like, it's, it's clearly, they're clearly better. Mm-hmm. They're clearly just, just grossly more successful and they're not being rewarded for it. I think what makes me so mad 
is the fact that there are people who can change it and refuse not to. You mean refuse to? Refuse you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, the thought of like, you know, right now, mm -hmm. there's nothing I can do. You personally? Yes. I don't think that's true. There's always something you can do. There is always something you can do. You're I just guess a that lazy is true. bum on summer. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, there is always something you can do, right? And I think that the having this conversation is a great start, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that going to Thorns games, supporting these women, supporting these sports, but. How do we know the money's going to go to them? Dude, when I go to look for Thorn tickets, it's, I have to go through the Timbers website. What is that saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, to me, that's just like, mm, uh, I don't know. It, it just pisses me off because if you told me tomorrow that you're like, you know what? I think I want to be a professional soccer player. You're not going to be compensated well enough for that. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. In the same sense that the 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 most infuriating thing about it is that it's gender specific. Specific yep. is like if you were a man wanting to play professional soccer, you'd be all right. You'd mm-hmm. get paid well enough. They still don't get paid great. It's not a huge popular sport here in the United States. But the MLS players, they get paid. And if you're good, you get paid millions, millions. But if you were to say like I want to be a professional soccer player, it's like. You're not going to be compensated for that. And that mm-hmm. sucks. Not that I would crush your dream and tell you, well, you're not going to get paid enough. But knowing that it's an unfair, it's all, you're already at a disadvantage. You're already mm-hmm. starting behind. You could be better. You could be the best player in the league and you'll, you would probably get compensated pretty well if you're the best player in the league, but it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Right. Which bums me out. Um, but I would say that, yeah, go support the thorns. Get into get into, you know, support those. Um, it's like everybody uh, jumping on board and supporting black businesses this last summer. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. Is, you know, it's just like, you know, us feeling like we can't go and march up to all these big corporates, but mm-hmm. I can go to a protest. Mm-hmm. You're doing something there, right? Mm-hmm. You're rebelling. Mm-hmm. You're being there. You're supporting. Mm-hmm. And they'll like, I'll never know, but I can help. Right, right. I can give my support. I can be here. Yeah, absolutely. This is my way of doing something. You're an ally. Yes. Right. And in the same sense, like, you know, maybe you don't want to go to a demonstration because obviously uh, there are those who are going there to be um, provocateurs. They're Mm -hmm. going there to to stir the pot, right, and and start violence. So maybe that's not something you want to do. But what we do instead is we identify black businesses and we identify you know that's one thing i love doing uh that restaurant mexican restaurant we go to oh it's so good <laughs> <laughs> but that's supporting local um businesses and identifying um you know uh the value in diversity and cultures uh, which i think is kind of a theme that we've been on tonight mm-hmm. um i have a stack of cards i'm gonna ask you two questions okay and we're gonna end on this do you learn oh it's a good one um, do you learn more when you win or when you lose? I think you learn more when you lose. Why? Because you, I think things that you are doing wrong stick out more when you lose rather than when you win. That's a great point. I say I 100% agree. And I know that's kind of like unfair for me to just go, Dino, <laughs> but I think I, I could not say it any better. I think that that is a hundred percent it. When you when you lose, 
you're going to focus specifically on not only what you did, but others are going to as well. Um, you haven't really played team sports, which I think is interesting. So are there instances where you felt like you've lost or maybe didn't succeed in Taekwondo? Yes. And do you think that that helped? I think so. Yes. Okay. For that reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's a little different because it's on you. The entire onus is on you. Where I mean, I guess if you're on a team, you can kind of blame the team, right? You're mm-hmm. not co- you're not working cohesively. But I couldn't say it any better. That was awesome. <laughs> Great job. Um, second to last question: What's the hardest thing you've ever done? I think the hardest thing I've ever done is getting my black belt. Okay. I mean, how long did it take? I think uh, four years. Okay. Do you think, wait, four years from when? When I was nine. Is that when you got into Taekwondo? Yes. <laughs> That's so fast. I I know. Like, <laughs> it takes people so much longer. And yeah. I think I, I really went at it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I went when I went to your room the other day uh, a few weeks ago, and I saw your belt display. Super cool. With your I found my other medals as well. Did you? Yeah. You just got so many medals, bro. Well, no, they, those are my first uh, actually medals. They're silver and bronze. <sighs> Loser. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have you have gold medals? I'm assuming. Yeah, four. Okay. okay. You should take like a. You should get a grill and like take a picture with them. Like <laughs> bang bang. Um. I mean that's awesome. And what a so that's the hardest thing you've ever done. Why is it the hardest thing you've ever done? I think because of how many times I've wanted to like quit. Okay. Yeah. What a mental battle. Uh-huh. Why what 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 are some thoughts that you had when we came to quitting? Well, I think it was just like I don't want to. Like I don't want to get up and like go work out in this hot and sweaty room. And train. Yes. Yeah. Weren't you running up Mount Tabor and stuff? Yeah, that wasn't for Taekwondo, but... What was that for? The stair climb. Okay, why are you, was, why are you climbing stairs? It's the fight for air. What, I, what is that? It's when we go to this big building. But what is fight for air? It's like this, uh, I think it's lung cancer organization. So you're just going and doing this for like a non, like a pro, like a, like a non-profit organization? Yeah. To earn money? Yes. Like, uh, you're just making me look like a loser <laughs> right now. That's awesome. But. So you're training running upstairs on Mount Tabor to train to earn money for lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. But anyway, so. <laughs> third loser. Me train. Um, so you. Tell me about uh, wanting to quit. Just getting up. Yeah. I think that especially the thing is like it's just getting there. That's the hardest. Like once I'm there, I'm like, yes, I'm mm-hmm. here. I'm ready to train. But it's like coming home after school mm-hmm. and then knowing in like 30 minutes I'm going to have to get up and go train. Right. Yeah. I mean, I look at me. I'm not one that I can talk about like, well, I do it. Like <laughs> it sucks. It's hard. I mean, there are days. I mean, d- did you love Taekwondo? I love Taekwondo. Okay. That helps, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, like I've been playing basketball on Sundays and when I know that Sunday's coming up and I'm going to go play basketball, it's e- a little easier for me to get up and go because it's, it's playing. It's harder when it's by myself, 
But when I know that guys are going to meet me there and we're going to shoot around and play, it's easier for me to get up. I'm a little more motivated. Um, that's why I asked, though, because obviously – go ahead. I think it was a little bit better once I made, like, more friends. Mm. When, because, like, you know, we'd be there. We, we weren't supposed to, but we would, like, joke around and play mm-hmm. around a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like fart on each other? Yes, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it made it a little bit better. Right. Like, I'm not just going there to train. I'm kind of like hanging out as well. Right. For sure. That's good. Is you're socializing. Yes. Okay. Okay. The hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, that's for 34 years of shit, dude. (laughs) Um, It's dark, dude. I would say the hardest thing I ever had to do was like say goodbye to my dad. Um, Not my dad, birth dad, but like mom, your mom's dad, Mm -hmm. like our, our, our dad who raised us. Um, Also, you know, when Jen almost died in the hospital, um, there's some hard shit, uh, infertility, um, and now parenting, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a lot of hardships, but I mean, there's so many, everybody, you, there's always this joke in this meme of like, things are going too good. Like is something going to happen. <laughs> I think Jen posted that. Right. You're like, Oh shit. What's going on? Something's going to happen. What, <laughs> what? This is going too good right now. Um, but I think that the good outweighs the bad so much more often than I realize. I mean, those, those are big events, right. In our life, in my life that happened that were hard things to get through. Um, dude, honestly, bachelor's degree, masters, like in comparison to the things I've done, those are not hard things. Yeah. They just take work and dedication. They feel hard at the time. Yes. Looking back on them. Yeah. It's over. It's done. I have one more semester. Mm -hmm. It's hard because I don't want to do it, but (laughs) I'm going to do it. Right. But, in those moments, those are hard moments because I'm not in control. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, in parenting, I'm clearly not in control. <laughs> we got some time? Yeah, what's up? Okay, I want to ask you, uh, because I see this debate all the time. Okay. How do you feel about telling people who are grieving or going through a bad time? Oh, shit. Okay, here we go. It all happens for a reason. I don't say that. Really? Okay. I believe it. Yes. I mean, I, I genuinely believe that everything happens for a reason. Like, in the heart, like, there are things with infertility. There are things with Lovely coming here that just seem like, whoa, dude. Like, and you and I, I know I know you do. And I and I, I don't know if you know, but like, and I've never really talked about this, but there is there is faith mm-hmm. in me, in a higher power, in a God, right? So that understanding is like, dude, this is all too coincidental, like. What's going on here? Like, that just seems to. Um, but, dude, I don't. I honestly don't feel like I'm very good. I'm, I, I, maybe that's something I struggle with is, is empathy when, mm-hmm. when, when there's a death. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't, your mind doesn't process it? Or... I, I don't know. I'm just oh. a robot. <laughs> like, like I, don't, I don't say, like, get over it, loser. But I'm not like, I feel like I don't know how to act. And maybe, does everybody feel like that? I feel so. Is, are it's you just, talking about specifically about death? Is that what you said? No, or just a bad time. Is that what you said, though, is death? Yeah, like okay. grieving over someone or, you know, a bad time. I mean, what are your thoughts on death? Have you really, like, you've had people in your life who died. Yes. But are there ones that you're just like, that crushed you? I don't, I don't think so. I know there wasn't. I know there hasn't Because been. I think those who have died in my life yeah. have been too, I was too young. Yeah, I think so. And I didn't, I didn't really know them. Right. So it was just like, I didn't understand it. And mm-hmm. also I didn't know them. Were you there when grandpa died in the hospital? 
No, I was not oh, there. Oh, thank God. That was brutal. <laughs> that was effing brutal. Um, but that's what I know because I see you and I'm like, like there was almost a sense of jealousy for me. Like you, you were too young to process everything that was mm-hmm. happening. Right. So, but then you experience death. Um, and it, it gives you when you experience, sorry, it's going to suck. It's hurts. Mm-hmm. Right. It's unbelievable. That somebody is gone and you're never... I was telling Jen the other day, like, I, I, I saw a picture of her grandpa and I, I know the kind of person that he was and he was just he was just a silly guy. I was like, hey, like, you know, to me. But I can't... I could not recall or imagine what it was like to interact with him. And that's insane to me. Like, that that's just not happening. Um, your great-grandmother, who is my grandmother, who lives with you guys, like, she means the world to me. And... But the the older I get and the cl- the older she gets, I start realizing like I don't know shit about this old lady. Like, but I want to, I want to. Like, she's tooting around your house and you're like, guys are getting grossed out of by her farts. But it's like, I could see how that's annoying. But to me, it's like, dude, fart up my house. But tell me about your experiences in life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I asked her about if she ever been to Disneyland and she told me this insane story about how she went with a youth group and a bus and they drove down to California and they went like two years or three years after it opened and it was, Disneyland was a mess then. And those are stories like that's what gets me interested in history. Those are the oral histories. And like I, I don't know if this is and, the, and I think this is where I'm going with this. And this is a little morbid, but getting to know grandma better, I think, will make me feel better when she passes. Like, I didn't just say, like, peace out. Like, yeah. I there's time invested there. Like, we go to the bookstore. We get to go to dinner. She comes over. Like, I tell her that she's an effing alien and that she, like, <laughs> gives me superior genes so that I don't get, what was it? Uh, poison oak. Were you here for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, like, my favorite thing, my favorite thing to do with old people <laughs> is if I can make a wildly inappropriate joke and get them to laugh. Yep. That's my favorite thing. Uh you know, I'm sure CJ, Matt, and Mike are listening. Those are Jen's cousins. Uh, when Grandpa Blem died, Frank, when he died, like, my my best memories were when I would just, like, subtly just say a wildly inappropriate joke, just quiet enough for maybe two people to hear, and he would just smirk at me and just be like, I heard you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my favorite thing in the world. Um, And, and with Grandma, it's the same thing. It's, it's like... And those are things that, like, I I cherish and will adore and love um, looking back when when we get to that point, right, in mm-hmm. the future. But when I feel like someone's like, hey, dude, like, somebody died. Like, I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, even when I say I'm sorry, I don't feel like I sound <laughs> genuine. And I'm questioning every word that's coming out of my mouth. What do you think? About what? I don't know. Like, it, 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 everything happens for a reason. Well, I feel like it, it does, but I, I feel like it's inappropriate to say that. To I mean, why are you asking? Has somebody said this? Uh, well, I, I see it all the time on like Instagram and, you know, YouTube and things. Are like you friends? Do you have friends that you are friends with from school on Instagram? No. Oh, okay. Because I was wondering if you're like seeing in amongst your peers, like same aged people. No. So you're just saying people like, oh, everything happens for a reason. Uh, well, like, I feel like it's this debate. Is it like. Is it like insensitive to say that to somebody who maybe who's just lost someone who's grieving and who's like almost almost as a way to dismiss their pain? I feel as though 
But, but okay, yes, I get what you're saying. But are we dismissing their pain or... Trying to comfort them. Yeah, that's the question. Mm-hmm. I guess it's what your intention is. If you're like, uh, maybe I'll just get them to forget it. Everything happens for a reason. Like, if you're trying to dismiss their pain, obviously, mm-hmm. it's it's not cool. But it does come off insensitive. Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, one thing, and I know this, this is so, this is so embarrassing that I'll say this. Um, that I'm going to say this is almost a two hour show. I hope people are into it. <laughs> um, but like dogs, dude, when people lose their pets, I'm like, man, it happens, dude. Like, I don't say that, but I'm not as I've never been as comforting as I could have been. And then effing Dexter died and my entire world collapsed. Like that was my boy. That was my dog. Like, rah, rah. Dog, what up, dog? Like, he's my boy, right? And now I'm just like, that pain that I had felt, I was like, there's no way anybody understands this. Everybody understands it. We've all been through it. (laughs) And I know people have told me that their dogs died, and I'm just like, yeah, you'll be all right, dude. But when Dexter died, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be all right. Like, I literally got on antidepressants after he died because it just crushed me. So, I don't know, man. I think that maybe we all just need a little more death in our life. To be more empathetic and to be more understanding. I think people just need to understand that nobody knows how to respond to that. I think that's fair. I think so because I'm very insecure about how I respond. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, whoa, dude, I'm sorry. I just feel like nobody knows how to do it. Or what if you're trying to be super empathetic? And someone's like, dude, man, uh, my stepdad died. And you're like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. And they're like, eh, fuck him. I didn't really know him. You're just like... <laughs> Dang it, I was trying to be so empathetic. Like, I was crushing it. My empathy was top-notch, and they don't even care. Like, that, like, you're like, I could have used everything happens for a reason. (laughs) Right? Yeah. All right, last question. Who is the best, funniest, smartest, and uncle who is 34 years old and name starts with a G? (laughs) You. All right, love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.